0: now on uh, Instagram, by the way. So, broadcast live now on uh, Instagram, by the way. You're gonna wanna turn your volume all the way down on that. So, and we got Tom here, add Tom to the show. We're gonna get this going. Wow, so it's Tuesday, everybody. (laughs) You wanna know what Tuesday means. Tuesday means it's, oh, Tuesday means it's time for another episode. Okay, so I just want to make sure we're not getting echo effect here.
1: All right, here we go. Can you hear me now? How are we doing? Hey, what's up, everybody?
0: So Instagram, doing a quick check. You guys can hear us all right. Facebook, you guys can hear us all right. All right, so. It's time for another episode of The Open Heart Collective. As always, each and every one of my guests, I'm excited to have aboard because the all of these guests have amazing stories and and to stick with the mission of The Open Heart Collective, which is for those of you guys who haven't seen a video before, The Open Heart Collective is a live video series that I produce two to three episodes of content around the week. The content is around the area of mental health. Um It originally started more particularly around music industry as well as the entrepreneurial ecosystem. But now the premise of this is to have open, honest conversations about mental health because my story, my story may not resonate with you or leave an impact on your world, but your story will surely touch somebody else and leave an impact and hopefully have them change their world because of your story. So yeah, I will, uh, let Tom take it away and introduce himself here. Tom and I go a little ways back, and I'm honored to have you on the show.
1: Hey, man. Thanks, Ryan. You know, I want to say right off the bat, first thing, I've been calling you Philip for like, what, a year? Uh, Going on a year, and I understand that you'd rather go by Ryan, so if I call you Philip on accident, it's just out of habit. <laughs>
0: oh, you're good. You're good. So,
1: so, Ryan, no, thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you and I went back to, I think, Roundabout this time last year is when we met, and it came through, I think we came through, of course, on the internet, but we yep. we connected, and I had you on the Sound Matter show, my, my radio show. Right. Okay. And that was really cool, and, you know, when I, um, when you and I connected, we sort of, I don't know, I think we realized that... Uh, there's some, a lot of shared and common interests and stuff like right. that. And uh, so that's why we decided to have you on the sound matter show and everything. And I wanted to have you on again, which is why I reached out again recently and said, Hey, <laughs> it's been a year, a million things happened in the course of a year. So uh, let's get you back Especially on. Especially my
0: world. but you know, yeah.
1: Hey man, you know, all of us. So, but yeah, so, and then we're like, Hey, come on the this, you know, cause I saw that you've been doing this for the last several weeks. Regarding mental health and other things, and of course my backgrounds in psychology and stuff like that. So I thought, hey, right. let's uh, let's hook up on this. And so you're gracious enough to have me. I appreciate it. It's awesome.
0: Absolutely, I'm glad to have you here. This Don- is all about community. Yeah, this is about each and every one of you guys, each and every one of us, like, and leaving the world a better place than where we left it. Because a little little bit of ins- the inspiration for those of you guys who are tuning in for the first time to one of these episodes. The reason why I started this is because mental health is one of those topics and one of those discussions that we only talk about it as a reaction. We don't proactively have these conversations because I get it; these conversations are uncomfortable. We don't want to have the conversations because they're not easy conversations to have. Yeah. But we have to have them because we need—we all need to be stronger, better informed. And, and be more open to discuss things that are, in, that, are, that are sensitive or sometimes maybe even challenging to discuss at times. So, um, yeah, let's share your story, Tom.
1: Well, first of all, it's interesting that you say that about not wanting to have conversations that need to be had. And right. truthfully, truthfully, for those that don't know who I am or what I do, that's really the foundation of all of my work as a writer, as a speaker, as a professional communicator. It's about that. the The gist of all of my stuff is um, to talk about the stuff that's uncomfortable. To right. look at the to look at the things that are difficult to look at, and the purpose of all that <coughs> to to improve, to get better, to make progress, and. Uh, what I talk about with my stuff, Ryan, is, you know, my little uh, slogan that I've been using lately is change yourself, change the world. What I have what I found is, is that a lot of people, you know, have great aspirations and they're great T- to change the world. I want to I want to do this. I'm going to start this. I'm going to put this business together. I'm going to do this foundation. I'm going to start this movement. I'm going to do all these things. And it's awesome. And I'm going to change the world. And sure. that's cool. But what I'll talk about a lot in my stuff is we first got to look inward because if we're being honest and everything that I talk about with my stuff um, is about really being being super honest with ourselves and that is we got to change ourselves in areas before we can hope to really change the world and that means being honest looking at the things about us that need improving need changing and everything that I say
0: Uh oh uh Tom we lost you on Facebook. Sorry, everybody, a little bit of technical difficulties here. There we go, we're back, we're we back? Oh, you're back. We're back, that.
1: cool. So everything that I talk about in my stuff comes from the place of me having a look at me, making a lot of changes over the years because uh, as I've gotten older and I'm getting older, um, <laughs> you, you notice a lot of things that need changing. And that's not bad. And I've talked about this. I was a college instructor for many years. I taught psychology and communications. And I would tell students this. And, you know, it's this place of strength when you acknowledge, hey, I'm I'm struggling over here. I'm weak in this area. I need to get better here. When you start to talk about that and then do things about it, that's when you really are strong, not weak. And it's counterintuitive to a lot of
0: people. Well, it's counterintuitive because it's not how we were taught growing up. No,
1: we weren't. We're especially, and again, I don't want to stereotype men and women, but a lot of us guys, I'm going to keep it about men because that's what I know, uh, especially are told and taught, be strong. You know, you don't, you don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about this or that because it's weak and all that, you know, and that's crap, man, that that's crap. And um, I, I say true strength lies man or woman when you start to acknowledge those areas where, you know, you've got struggles. And for me personally, you said, tell my story. I mean, it's a long story, but you know, uh, one of the main things that I've thrown oh, we, out there, we've got
0: 53 minutes left. So
1: <laughs> one of the main things that I throw out there, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a person in long-term recovery. So you talk about changes, um, for me, it involves alcohol. So, uh, since December of 2002, um, I've, uh, Congratulations. thanks. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, have only just recently started talking about that in like within the last year or so. And The only reason I am is not because I want people to be like, hey, man, that's so great or good for you or or whatever. It's it's not that it's really more about possibly someone else that ever hears me now or in the future on the radio show or this or any other format that I'm on. If I can do it based on the way I used to live, Ryan, then anyone can. And I want to be a source of encouragement that way. And that's let's face it, addiction and recovery has everything to do with mental health.
0: Right. And. I think there's a lot of un, lot of lack of clarity when it comes to mental health because it, it's paint and I, I keep mentioning this only because I think I need to keep reminding people and reiterating it to those watching. It's one of those broadly painted, broadly stroked topics around everything that it has to do with being a human being, right? Like, where does that specific... How how do we really, truly break it down to where we can get to the point where we're better understanding just generally being a better human being?
1: Well, first of all, when you say better, I mean, how, how do you define better? I mean, better. Question, yeah. A better human being you mean someone who's. Just does the right things more often, whatever that means. Is that what right. I mean, yeah. and
0: and and better is subjective because everybody. I mean, I want to be a better human being because I want to be stronger mentally so that I can maybe help more people. Yeah. But that's me. That's not everybody else. But I know there are all things that we that we struggle with, and the more that I've dived into this this subject, the more people that I've found out that are struggling that struggled in silence and just want to become. Stronger so that they can do what they need to do and, and, and grow as human beings for the, their own benefit, let alone that impact on from others or that impact that they'll have on others just by them then becoming better human beings.
1: So, I guess, yeah, and that's a good point. So, I guess my response to that would be you said a key word a second ago, and that is they're doing this stuff, they're struggling in silence. And it goes back to what I was saying a second ago breaking the stigma around mental health. Any kind of mental health issue, and of course they're wide and varied. It's right. talking about it it's it's doing this right now, it's having these conversations right now. It's going on radio shows like Sound Matters that I do on Saturdays and yeah. WROK. It's <laughs> other kinds of shows. It's organizations like Shatter Our Silence that my good friend Kevin Polkey heads up um that uh, shines the light on that area regarding suicide. Uh, anything that is those subjects that are difficult to, uh, to talk about that have the stigma recovery. Hey, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict, sex addict, workaholic, food addict, whatever.
0: No oh did we lose you again? We lost you again on Facebook. We lost you again on Facebook. I don't know why Facebook keeps wanting to boot Tom off, but... We'll get there. <laughs> Almost back.
1: So you know what's happening. I'm getting on a roll and then it's just blowing Facebook up. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll, so we'll it's, it's not, it's not remaining silent stigma or not. And right. you know, the biggest stigma about a lot of mental health issues is the fact that it is people do suffer in silence and only until people have the courage and others around them support them coming forward and talking about it and being brave that way and reaching out for help and saying, hey, I don't know what to do, or I need help. Or, I need to go to a, a 12-step group or a support group or just talk to somebody. That's when we get to the point where we start to becoming better. We get right. we get better, as you say. And so that's my that's kind of my take on it, is is that silence and blowing that up. That's why I'm on this right now with you, right here, right now. Right. So.
0: So Ed left a comment, by the way, to everybody who's watching on on the various platforms, this is being duly broadcast on Instagram as well as here on Facebook. So um, Instagram, the video will live for the next 24 hours. On Facebook, uh, this video will live in perpetuity and will be transitioned on to my YouTube channel as well by the end of the week. So uh, Ed left a comment here on facebook it's big there are bad things things that happened to my sister and i as kids and i never knew till now in my my life at 50 and i'm realizing the effect that it had on me i mean that that says it all right there it
1: does i mean jim ed i know i (laughs) thanks for doing that buddy it's a good friend of mine he's uh He's a, he's a, he's a long time ripster. The band ripped from Rockford. Nice. Uh, And uh, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, that's exactly it right there. See coming forward and having the courage to even type that message in there just now. That's the beginning of the, of the process. And it is just the beginning, but it is, it is a start. And that's the whole idea for me. Like I was saying to you a little while ago, Ryan, I didn't talk about my own recovery and alcoholism for so long because stigma, embarrassed afraid of what that would mean for me professionally and otherwise but you know i had to get over that and it took me a number of years but here i am talking about it now on an open forum and so there's a freedom that comes with that too so anyone listening you know there's a freedom that comes when you come clean on these things and say hey you know i i want to i want to grow and get better in this area and there are resources to help people that's the beautiful well
0: and and that and that's just the thing like you're never alone no matter what you're battling you're you're never alone I mean that's the other reason why I started this is because I mean being in the music industry as long as I have been uh, seven years this coming May yes uh, but having grown up being a music fan like and I I think I got into this with I don't remember who I was talking to, which episode this was but Chester Bennington I mean we all know who Chester Bennington is like when, because he came into my world as, as a musician and, uh, when I was an angsty teenager. Like his music resonated with me. So when I, when he passed away last year, like regardless of conspiracy theory or not, the man still lost his life. And it broke me because it was like that was a person that I looked up to to get me strength in, in circumstances and situations that. I couldn't handle his music got me through and that was tough, but that made me truly, really realize or truly realize that this conversation we're not having often enough. And I don't know if it's, if it's stigma or if it's lack of courage to talk about, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's blocking us other than maybe it's fear. fear.
1: It's fear. Fear drives all human behavior in my experience. It's fear. We don't do things out of fear. Well, I, I don't want to talk about that. Well, why not? Well, it's, it's uncomfortable. People might laugh at me. If you break it all down, if you boil it all down, it comes down to fear of what people are going to think, fear of being ridiculed, fear of people looking down on you or being less than, etc., not being loved, liked, right. whatever. That's what it all comes back down to. So. Um, it's hard to say. Just go into your fears, you know. But it's what it takes. Uh, it's what right. it takes. And that's a great story about Chester, you know. And a few months earlier, unfortunately, you know, um, a big Chris one. Chris Chris and Chris was more a little bit more from my era. Um, I'm a little bit older than right. you, Ryan. But and uh, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, like it a hit lot me people. too,
0: but only because like it wasn't right at that time. Yeah, where it fell into like the Chester, the Chester B thing fell just right into the time because hybrid theory came out when I was like 16. So it was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Like, ouch, this, this hurts.
1: The interesting thing about Chris Cornell was that just four days earlier, I was up in Northern Wisconsin at a music festival photographing Soundgarden. It was their third to last show. I mean, I was Right in front of him. And, you know, then I come in to do the radio, the morning show at WROK that day, and it's just how the story goes. And I was told by Joe Dredge, the co- uh, the host of the the other host of the show, hey, did you hear about Chris Cornell? And we were live on the radio in five minutes after that. And that was tough. That was raw. And uh, right. you know, we don't know what was going on. We don't know fully the whole story. Like you say, conspiracy theories on either one of those guys aside, you know, there was something happening. And they both struggled right. with Depression and all kinds oh, of yeah. things. For we... years, addictions for years
0: and years. And 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 for sake of complete and utter transparency, while Tom has a has an education background in this field, I do not. This is not a field that I come from. I only come I'm only having this conversation because I've struggled with it too. I struggled with depression for a long time. I struggle with, with, with anxiety issues and doubt and 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 internal fear and i was bullied most of my life and all of these things and it's it definitely molded me into who i am right now but it it, it was the moments when when i almost didn't come back hmm. that um make me most poised to be able to lead this type of discussion because guys there to everybody who's watching this to, There was a lot in my life that I didn't want to have to deal with anymore. And, um, I mean, I survived suicide four times. Wow. I mean, see, that's
1: pretty brave to even talk talk about it,
0: you know, but I talk about it because I mean, I know that there are people who are watching this right now, or people Mm -hmm. who will be watching this at some point in time in the next 24 hours on Instagram that don't, that that are like, I just, I, I don't know. And especially we want to put it down to a musician or an entrepreneur, somebody who's trying to build a business, which is the exact kind of reason why I initially started it because entrepreneurs, especially if they're doing it on their own, they're literally doing it all on their own. <laughs> yeah. They're wearing 27,000 hats. They don't know how to do this. They're trying to live up to other people's uh, expectations, other people's like, just other people's shit they're trying to live up to and on top of it all, they're trying to build it and and not fuck up. Like, guys, I know what you're going through. I've been there. Fuck, I'm still battling it because I know what it's like to have the entire world against you. As, not against you, but not believing in what you're doing because starting a record label in Rockford, Illinois at the age of 27 with no money and no experience was fucking stupid. Like, and by the way, I I curse a lot. So let's just get that out of the way right now, even though we're like 20 minutes into the video, but like everybody's, we're still here for a reason. And I think I finally found mine.
1: Yeah, it's a good story, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot more to it. And here's the thing you, you mentioned earlier, people that are watching it, they hear what you just said, struggling with depression, suicide attempts. Um, someone else that's struggling with some kind of an addiction to a substance or whatever, or some other variation thereof. Here's the thing. It's a a heavy, people sometimes say to me, Tom, the stuff you talk about is so heavy, it's kind of heavy and all. It is, but here's the good news, okay? And uh, Never to make light of any of it, never. But the good news is, is when you do talk about it, that's the point. That's when the levity when the levee starts to break, to throw in the Zeppelin reference, the levee starts to break when you talk about it. The single most difficult thing, Ryan, that I've ever done, and I've done a lot of stuff, you is, have. The, is the first day, the first time I set foot in an AA meeting.
0: Believe it or I've, not, I've, I've been in, I've been in <laughs> Al-Anon for, I've been in in and out of Al-Anon meetings before, so I understand.
1: It's, I've been on, again, my story is, it's just, it is what it is. I played it. I've been in bands for 30 years. I've been on TV and radio, done all kinds of stuff. And I've been on stages in front of lots of people. I do speaking, blah, blah, blah. Great. The hardest thing I ever did was walk into a room and there was about 25 other people and start talking about this thing that I'd been, that I'd been burying for almost 20 years. I was petrified and, <laughs> to this day, it's still the most scariest thing I ever did, but the best thing that I ever did. The most re- right. I wouldn't be sta- I wouldn't be right here right now talking to you right now on Instagram and Facebook or any of this. I would not be here. I would have I'd be dead. Bottom line. Right. So you know uh, it, that's the good news is that you can find another way. You can find solutions. There are solutions. There are other people who feel exactly the way you do. You know, one of the things I learned in AA early on was this, this concept that I love and I've written about it. They call it terminal uniqueness. And that is, you know, as the name, as, uh, the like name that one. as the name suggests, people go in there. We go in there, and I was no exception. You don't understand. I, I, you don't. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how I'm feeling. I'm different. My circumstances are different. They're they're different than yours. They're worse than yours, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And not to minimize anyone's circumstances, right. but. Thing is, there's always more people that know exactly how you feel because they're going through the exact same thing. Maybe worse, maybe not so bad. It doesn't matter. None of us are unique that way. And again, same.
0: You lost you on Facebook again. (laughs) Back. Oh, almost. We're getting there. Facebook, but does not like you when you get into motion like this, brother.
1: Is it my hand? I better. I better stop moving.
0: Are you do you have your mouse like is do you keep hitting your mouse? Is that what it is? No, no. Because do you see in the upper left hand corner of your screen on Facebook? There's that little green toggle.
1: Green toggle. And Facebook are on the Facebook. uh, Yeah, well.
0: Don't hit that toggle.
1: Yeah, I'm not i don't know maybe it's just like i'm getting too animated i move too much don't come see me talk anywhere live if you don't want to see someone moving oh like
0: guys i have to be be out of your mind I'm, i'm out as far as the headphones attached to my phone will allow me to go so because like you 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 hit it on the head i mean all of these problems exist there's um this new app uh, I started developing or not developing. I wish this is this is brilliant. Um, this app I found the other day, thanks to an Instagram ad. The app is called WISDO, W-I-S-D-O. Um, download it. In fact, on, on Instagram, I'm going to screenshot it and put it in one of my next stories after this video uh, on Facebook. I will actually share a link um in the uh in a in the comments of the video, just so that you guys can check it out, I highly recommend you're downloading it because it's one of those things that's furthering on kind of the mission of the open heart collective uh to 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 help and inspire others and move along um all right so uh lots of comments to every, here. right to everybody who's watching on Instagram thank you I didn't realize I didn't have it like pushed up. So I didn't catch everybody who, were, who was coming in, but thank you guys for tuning in on uh, everybody on Facebook while wow, Facebook is beating out Instagram tonight. It, you never know. That's why I broadcasted on both platforms because I never know from one night from one episode to the next, what's going to catch fire and when. So, um, uh, let's see, Ed, um, no, Carrie, Carrie's
1: Carrie is one of my former students at the school. Hey, Carrie, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for the, the comment. The subject
0: of stigma is becoming even more difficult for some people to ask for help because due to recent events, there is a stereotype that people with mental health issues are dangerous. Mm. That's another reason why we're having this conversation right here, right now, because mm. this is the other time. So we also, we mention it when, when a loss happens. like. Chris Cornell or like Chester Bennington or any of those guys, but that's the other kind com- of time of day or the other time that we have reactive based conversations around mental health. And I, I truly honestly believe that if we have these conversations more frequently, mm-hmm. that we're not going to continue to have to have these reactionary conversations, nor are we going to have to deal with not being able to go and talk about it because Of somebody saying, Oh, you can't talk about this. You know, that shit.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. I agree. You know, what's even more dangerous is not talking about it, like we've been saying, keeping that stuff buried. And then, as we all know, we got to start, you know, we got to tune into the news and seeing some tragedy happening because people didn't reach out (gasps) soon enough and reach out and have others around them to help support and get to the bottom of some of the things that are bothering them or go to counseling, get therapy, whatever it is, you know, it's more dangerous not to talk about it than to. And I hear, I hear what Carrie's saying. I understand, which is like I said earlier, I didn't talk about my stuff for the longest time for that very thing. Maybe dangerous wasn't, wasn't, wasn't my concern, but I was concerned about being looked as looked at as less than. And uh, to me that was real dangerous, but I'm over it. Obviously um, that part of it. It's a, I, it's a journey it's ongoing
0: and that and that comes down to the fear that we talked about a few minutes ago like every, every it you we all got fear like we have fear blocking our way and having these conversations but what happens if we don't have the conversations what mean, happen- then, yeah exactly i mean then then yeah. the real scary stuff happens
1: it does because it does. then
0: i mean i'm broadcasting this from the basement of my house in my home office here and i know tom is doing the same thing from his home in florida like we're real people basically taking literal moments out of our life to have these conversations with you guys. Like I want this to be a community. I want this to be so where if somebody who's watching this is struggling and they're like, I, Ryan, I think you're full of shit, but Tom, Tom, I really connect with cool. Reach out to Tom. Like that, that, that's almost a prerequisite of all of my guests that I have had on this show or continue to have on my show is I need them to be open and available. Um, because there are going to be people that hit up Tom that won't talk to me. And I get that.
1: And vice versa.
0: Exactly. So let, let's have these conversations and bridge the gaps and, 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 and find a way to remove fear from the discussion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. And like we said, fear drives all of it. Um, broadcasting on uh, Facebook live here first time doing it everybody anyone that knows me i've been i've been a reluctant social media um whatever you want to call it and but but you know again understanding how the marketplace has changed and evolved in particular <coughs> over the last few years you got to put yourself out there and i'm the kind of guy here's some honesty for you Here's some truth for you you know i'm perfectionistic i like to produce everything and have it be just so but the thing is is that Life isn't perfect. It's messy. It's, it's fucked up. You know, I swear to a lot. And, uh, you know,
0: this, this year, radio is hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's hard for me too, you know, but, but, you know, doing this right here, live, raw, unscripted, unedited, it is what it is more and more of this. And that's, that's that I'm doing more of it. I'm going to be doing more of it. I'm moving into these fears. You know, you might say, well, what does social media have to do with, you know, mental health well everything to do with it
0: (laughs) fucking everything especially on march 20th 2018 yeah everything has to do with this these devices that we're talking through you guys with right or talking to you you guys get it right now see live i can't fucking talk properly um but like it everything to do with it especially if we're talking to the demographic that's under 25 or under thirty. Because then we get really wrapped up in, oh man, that video didn't get enough likes, I got to redo it. Or like any of those bullshit scenarios that we put ourselves into to placate and pander for attention. Like stop, stop, stop putting your value in a like on Facebook or a comment on Instagram. Like stop it. <laughs> it's okay. and, the, and the reason why I say stop it is, is there are so many people who base that life, their life, and the value of what they do on that like or on that comment. Like, I don't care. I mean, strategically, I care for the growth of my business. But as a person, I don't care. You could not like my shit. I don't put out. I mean, let's let's say this. Two years ago, you wouldn't have caught me doing video at all. Now, I've produced over. 200 pieces of video content since January of 2017. Like this is not it. uh, You, yeah, I was nervous now. I'm not so nervous, but like originally I was really nervous because it's like, Oh man. But again, the
1: the message is, do it scared, you know. I, I talk about it in twelve seconds. Do it scared. Do it anyway. Do it as if. Fake it till you make it. Whatever you, whatever you want to say. Any of those other cl- cliche phrases, but some of them work. Take, you know, one thing that we used to. I used to tell my students in in my classes was take what you like, leave the rest take what you like, leave the rest. I mean, you can go, always find something <laughs> out of somebody and, and what they've got to say, and what they've got to offer. And uh, fear is never going to go away. I don't care how old you, are. I don't care if you're 15, 25 or 50, what's up. Um, there's always 75, be fear. 75 95. 95. Yeah. Do it anyway. And um, so that's why that as another reason why I agreed to do this, to push through that and uh, to talk about these things and to be unscripted and to be raw. So, um it's good. It's all good and, you know, these issues again not to not to sugarcoat any of it, not to make it too light and skim over the the depth of a lot of this stuff. A lot of this stuff requires people to seek professionals Those that are trained in these areas, um, both lay people and professionals, and get that ongoing support. And it can take years um, in many cases, but it begins with A, acknowledging it, B, choosing to do something about it next that's the next thing is the action following the awareness it's one of the things i wrote about i know you're a big fan of gary v ryan and so am i and he talks about self-awareness 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 100 percent agree they should be teaching that shit in schools but here's the thing following the awareness of self you got to do something because i have a lot of people tell me oh i know i'm aware of that I'm aware of this. I'm aware of that. I know, I know, I know. But then you don't see any evidence of changes or growth or progress being made in the behavior. Because while they might be aware, they're not doing anything different. So then the other A word after awareness is action. You got to do something different to affect a different outcome. And that's, again, a lot of the stuff that I talk about in, um, you know, in my stuff. And so it's really, really important that those that we're talking about this mental health stuff, you know, take a step. I, I've never, I've rarely come across the person. I'm going to say never, cause never and always are bad. I've rarely come across the person who said, who's told me, I reached out for help. I confided in someone or a group of people about this really sensitive issue. And I'm sorry that I did, you know, I've rarely come across people that have said that maybe here or there, but then try someone else. If the first time doesn't work, um, you know, if you, if you tell a bonehead, you might get a bonehead response, but you know, Um, I told somebody once, um, I think it was on the morning show the other day, they told another thing we learned in AA, a problem shared is halved. A problem shared is halved. Might not be solved, but it's halved. At least it's, there's some, there's some relief and that's a, never, never forgot that. Never forgot that.
0: Right. Um, Wow. Yeah. I like that. Which is, I mean, it all goes down to the reason why this was created because so let's share, let's communicate uh, without a lot of, doubt. Oh, we've got to add, add, um, I see your comment here and everybody on the Facebook feed, you guys can see that too. Um, I won't put it up on the screen because I kind of wanted to just live in the comments and not on the video. Let us see, this.
1: Yeah, Ed, man, a lot of a lot of self disclosure there. Kudos to you, man, uh, for Dude, doing that.
0: Dude, I I'm speechless right now for the fact, simple fact that that was shared. Mm-hmm. Like to everybody watching on Instagram, go check out Facebook because Facebook's video is apparently doing really, really well tonight, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of comments and conversation over there. Um, I, I'm I'm speechless. This is. I mean, you, everybody involved in this video tonight is the, the epitome of the reason why I began this content series and began this mission to where we can just breathe because I know it's like you put all that pressure on, you have all of the angst and all of the stress and all of the, the anxiety and the worry and depression, let alone if you're battling anything along the lines of. Anorexia, alcoholism, bulimia, any anything that is negative, it it it's a lot to hold on your back. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do truly believe that I was uniquely built to handle a lot of people's stuff as one of my superpowers. But um, so yeah, anybody who wants to talk off camera who doesn't want their conversations to be public, please reach out to me, send me a message or send time a message and we'll help as best as we can. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely.
1: And again, that's where the strength lives. Um, strength doesn't always feel good. You know, the, the, we've heard these before. I just wrote about this today. The analogy of working out, if you go to the gym and do any kind of physical activity, working out today I went I went yesterday. Today, I'm sore. There's parts of me that actually hurt. And it occurred to me, you know, when you dig into your own personal growth and development and work out those areas, it's painful. But you get a result positive on the other end of it. When you work out your body, it's it hurts, but you get a positive result if you do it long enough and right. from, with enough consistency. It's the same concept. Um, if you avoid working out, And then complain that you're out of shape and you're unhealthy. Well, we all understand that. Um, If you avoid looking at these things, talking about these things, being honest, being transparent, having the courage to admit, talk to someone else, share, you know, chuck the stigma. There is a positive on the other side of any of that pain that it takes to to get there. And so. Right. um, Right. Good stuff.
0: Uh, Let's see. Just want to make sure I address everybody. So I mean, we we have a little bit of time left, uh, like twenty three minutes. Time. Uh, I I just want to make sure that we that we address p- topics and subjects that are important to everybody. That that maybe they have questions on, or maybe they're unclear on how something works. Or um, I'm going to take your. I'm going to go with a question here right now that I have being that i am not a professional in this in this particular industry what when when somebody says the term mental health what does that mean like what all is wrapped up into that like let's let's screw the stigma right now and and clearly define what it is and maybe other arenas around this is what this like Yeah. Well,
1: I'm going to, before I chime in there, I want to throw it in. If she's still watching Carly Recker, she's on here. um, She's on here with some comments and stuff. Carly's actually a licensed social worker and uh, maybe she can chime in as well. And I know she knows all about this, perhaps even more than I do. But what I'll say to that question, Ryan, is health, mental health. You know, psychology is about two things, thought processes and then behaviors. And some argue well, what comes first? The thinking and then the behavior or the behavior then the thinking? I mean, because how many of us have behaved and then we think about it after and realize, or vice versa? And so, mental health to me comes down to the idea of being super aware and honest about understanding how an individual thinks, reacts, responds both intellectually to stimulus in life, but more importantly than intellectually, emotionally. Because how many of us react emotionally in a moment and we regret it later? This is whole thing about emotional intelligence that we've all heard of. I used to do seminars on emotional (laughs) intelligence all over the country. And it's about understanding how we're wired that way. And we're all different that way. What might be a trigger for you is not a trigger for me and vice versa. And being aware of that. And then after that part of it, which is huge, is then understanding how we tend to behave, what we do with that awareness and that understanding mentally. Do we seek help? Do we not? Do we isolate? Do we not? Do we lash out? Do we not? Do we seek solace in reckless behavior? Maybe it's drugs, alcohol. Maybe it's people. Maybe it's workaholism. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's any number of things. Right. So mental health to me is that awareness of our thought processes and our ensuing behaviors or the inverse of that. And then getting honest with ourselves about that. And then when we've reached our point of no return, meaning I don't know what else to do. I'm as aware as I think I can be. I've read every book. I don't know. That's when, again, not to be a broken record, we go back to we reach out to others. And get more perspective, get more insights, get more information from social workers or psychologists or lay people. Some of the best advice I ever got weren't people with degrees in psychology like me or, or social workers. They were lay people in 12-step groups who'd been there, done that, that experience, that wisdom, you know, so.
0: <coughs> wow.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's what you wanted, to, but that's what, uh, there's that.
0: No, that was that was good. I mean, it, it answered questions because, I mean, mental illness we, we is again another one of those things where you kind of just uh, throw it to the wall and see if it sticks. Kind of theory.
1: But that too. But really quick to to cut you off. But that whole definition has evolved over the years too. When I was a kid, there wasn't such a thing as ADD, ADHD. It was oh, Tom is hyper. He's rambunctious as my grandmother used to say, he's a wild Indian, (laughs) you know, the diagnoses of quote mental illnesses have skyrocketed in recent years. And why is that? That's another whole subject, big pharma, blah, blah, blah. Carrie points out about the physical part of it, the biology, is there a genetic component that's certainly without, not without controversy, you know, and all of that. So that's a big part of it as well.
0: Right. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, Yeah, I, I for 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 sake of protecting the innocents, I I I won't go into what I want to go into right now. But um, one 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 of the big mental health topics that I've come across in my life, um, in varying capacities. And I know this is just one of the addictive behaviors and addictive tendencies, but I mean, we go going down into anorexia and bulimia. um, And where and how that manifests is both an interesting and a terrifying conversation, because I'm noticing that the manifestations of those circumstances happen in younger and younger. And especially if it, if those younger people are genetically predispositioned to be more towards that direction because of their parents, sure. so point being, is do genetics play a role and do physio, physiology or the, the, the human makeup play a role into how somebody's mental health is, is, does that tie in? Absolutely.
1: You're talking about the the nature versus nurture debate.
0: Well, I'm talking genetics. And and is there a predisposition to mental health if somebody in your pre or somebody that came before you has dealt with it?
1: Many, again, it's not without its controversy, but I would say that the majority of mental health professionals out there, at least the ones that I've encountered, would say, yes, there is. Kind of like you can be predisposed to heart conditions if you have a family history. We've all been to the doctor. Do you have a history of heart disease in your family? Why are they asking that? Because they're asking us about the biology of it. If if your mom and your dad and your grandpa and your grandma all had heart disease, there is a likelihood that you perhaps could as well. It's not a guarantee. So that's the nature. Yeah, there is a biological part to mental health issues in many areas. Now, again, some types of mental health issues, though, some would argue there's not. For example, substance abuse. There's a whole group of people out there in the world that will say, no, it's not biological. It's not genetic. It's not in your genes. You um, you made choices. you were nurtured to be around that. You made decisions socially and environmentally from whatever age on and through, and then you made those decisions. Others say bullshit it 's not. Some say it 's both. Some say it 's both and who 's right who 's wrong? well there's a lot of data out there to support the genetic component these days. but people argue about that, but i 'll tell you that my view is is that yes, there is a biological component to all of this to some extent or another, but Here's where, I'll, here's where I'll say this on the, on the biology part, on the nurture part. Some people stop there. Well, I'm genetically predisposed. So therefore, that's it. Game over. My cards were dealt. I'm done. No bullshit. No, no, no. Because at that moment, again, back to the, that's the awareness. Then the action is next. What are you going to do about that? You right. have options. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. But there are things you can do. Someone told me this once regarding alcoholism or drug addiction. If it is genetically based, you were born with a loaded gun. You just you had no choice. You were born, you had a loaded gun in your system. But you chose later on at some point to take that first drink or that drug. You chose to pull that trigger. See, the gun might have been loaded that you had no control over. But you did choose to pull that trigger. That's a big difference. And you can choose to unload the gun and dump the barrel out and chuck that right. fucking gun. You can choose to do that. Again, not easy, but also not impossible.
0: Now, I mean, and that's why we have these conversations because wow, the amount of power you just delivered in the last 90 seconds was out of this world, but let it's all about being real, right? And 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 having the audacity to get past the stigma, get past the fear, get past environment, like, I had a lot, I was genetically predisposed to addiction, I mean, it's something that my parents don't talk about very often, but I had to deal with that, like, but I I also, I I think I fixed my addiction (laughs) a little bit, because I, I found healthy things to focus my energy on, like work, And I, this has come up in the earlier episodes, so I won't spend a lot of time on it now, but like the main reason why I work so much, then I get asked this question pretty much any interview I ever do is my, my reason was, is because if I don't darkness and still does not do me well. Yeah. Like I have to be perpetually moving for my health, my, mental health to be where it needs to be.
1: Sure. And that's honest. And there's a lot there. There's a lot there. You know, we have to be careful of replacing addictions, one with another. That's something else that happens a lot. You know, a lot of terrific, (laughs) a lot of terrific alcoholics like myself and others, they stop (laughs) drinking and then they turn into these other people. These, these, they, they, they take to working out. They become avid churchgoers. They become workaholics. They start six businesses. They do all these things. La, 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 la. Again, speaking from some of it from experience, you got to be careful about that. Any compulsive behavior to an extreme, no matter what it is, even if it, the end game of that behavior is designed for good, can be damaging, detrimental, and come with a price tag. That includes working. That includes all of that, even if the work is for good. So just a caution to you and me and anyone else listening on that end, you don't got to be drinking or smoking or eating or whatever to still have some sort of an addictive tendency to whatever it is, you know, compulsive behavior, behavior that you do again and again and again and again and again, even when, you know, you probably shouldn't, even when the consequences are sometimes negative for you.
0: So, right. a lot of stuff. I can't speak any more truth into that than what you just did um and that's one of the things that I've been personally working on because I do work with all the time like any any of you who look back uh, if you don't already know me for those of you who do know me you know this is a resident truth I just don't ever stop working but which is why I, I create content like this and it gives me the the cannon fodder to. Uh, to be able to produce this type of stuff at scale with what I do. Um, but at the same point in time, it's I've been here long enough now that I've just, I, I've trained my body to understand it. But even I've been having to kind of take a step back and say, it's not that bad or because I'm dealing with a lot of circumstances that do not that aren't public that I haven't made as, as live because I don't want to deal with them. that way so it's like okay I there are some things about what I'm doing that I'm like all right I get it I'm doing good things and then it's other things like it's the negative emails and and the debt and the money that that come into it it's just like and that's where the pressure comes on me and I'm like nope not allow, not allowing that yeah because I believe and trust in what I'm doing enough to where I know that it is only a matter of time until that circumstance is remedied, is, is taken care of. It is not a circumstance anymore.
1: It's a good point. And, you know, one thing I'll just add to this, Ryan, about this the subject of mental health with regards to this. So far, we've been talking all about The person or persons they're afflicted with something and what they're, what they're going through and what's going on in their mind and maybe some suggestions for them to do some things, but see, as you mentioned, you mentioned Alan on a while ago, addiction, mental health, any issue of this nature is not a solo show to use the music analogy, you're not a solo artist. There's friends and family that are all affected by anyone who struggles with any kind of a mental health issue. And that all needs to be taken into consideration. When I work, you know, 20 hours straight, maybe I wanna or I feel like I need to or should and I'm okay with it because that's just how I'm wired. But what about my family? What about my wife? What about my kids, uh, the neglect there or what have you? I gotta consider right. that as well. That's also part of being mentally healthy is getting out of self because at the core addictions, at least many of them are the ultimate, and this is controversial, is the ultimate selfish act.
0: I would agree with that. When you're
1: addicted, addicted, all you're thinking about is me. I want this for me now because I want to change my feeling state. I I don't, I'm not feeling good or I'm feeling great. And I want to put this person, place, or thing in my body, into my life to feel different. And it's all about me, 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 and damn everyone around me. And you know, that's obviously a big mistake. That's another indication of mental instability, thinking that way. We've got to put other people, and that's hard for us because innately we're all self-driven. We're we're thinking about ourselves more than we're not. I talk about it in my in my in my uh, my keynote talks. Our own fav- our, our our number one favorite subject, your number one favorite subject, Ryan, my number one favorite subject, everyone listen is ourselves. Again, controversial, not because we're heartless, uncaring. You love your kids. You love your wife. You love your family. You take care of people, but ultimately we're thinking about us we're thinking about, well, it's seven got to be off this Facebook here in a few minutes. I got what I'm going to do later tonight. What I'm having for dinner, where my keys are, where my car's at, where my money, my kid tomorrow, next week, tomorrow, you know, we're, we're thinking about ourselves. We have to, it's survival to a, a point. But we can take that too far. So part of being mentally healthy is also being self-less more.
0: If I was having a microphone right now, I'd totally just drop it. But like <laughs> <laughs> um you you hit it on the head. I mean, and that's one of the things that I've struggled with. Admittedly, I've struggled with. Like, because I mean, before I met my current life like this is all this was all that I knew I knew work I mean and to an extent now I still work probably too much for her but <laughs> alas I've kind of just have to um but, me too but it it, it it's and, and I take out time to do this kind of content but the this matters and this again while it fits the vision of what I've developed, I this is so far away from me. I, at least I try to make it that way.
1: Yeah, no, it It's, it's okay. good, you know. You're doing a good thing with this. And again, just to throw this in there as a as a disclaimer as well. It's always there's always a risk when this conversation happens. You know, someone like me or you or anyone talks about these things as if we we've got all the answers. Okay. Uh, we don't be be aware of the person who thinks they have all the answers. Do you know some things? You sure do. Do I know some uh-huh. things? I know some uh-huh. things. Nobody knows all of the things. None of us arrive. I've not arrived. I threw out a date earlier in this broadcast about a sobriety date. Great. But you know what? For me, cliché as it is, it's one day at a time. And I don't take that for granted because all I know is if I make one behavior modification to the negative in that end or any other end, my whole life will take a completely different skew, a completely different tangent. And I'm one decision away from doing that. So I haven't arrived. I'll never arrive. And if anyone ever says they are or have beware, beware healer, heal thyself. They
0: say, (laughs) right.
1: Right.
0: All right. Awesome. Tom, thank you again so much for joining. Um, Hope it was good. It was, uh, to those of you guys, to those of you all who are watching this, as I mentioned before, this broadcast will live for the next 24 hours on my feed inside of Instagram. So if you're watching this on Facebook or you're watching this on Instagram or come after it later, it'll be available for the next 24 hours there and will live forever right there on Facebook and will be uploaded to YouTube by the end of the week, um, If you do have any direct questions, I'll be monitoring the comments uh, through the remainder of today um, and and so on, just so if there's anything that comes up, we're able to quickly address it. Uh, Oh, that's a fun noise.
1: My dog is chiming in. That's (laughs) Benny. He's saying
0: hi. Say hi, Benny. Um, Hi, Benny. Um, So there uh i will be having i will have one more guest this week one more episode this week it is an early episode so for all you early risers out there this is the one that you guys want to catch i'll be joined by matt davis the uh, founder of obstacle course media as well as the host of the atl podcast on friday morning at 8 a.m eastern standard time 7 a.m central 5 a.m pacific time uh We've got three minutes. Where can the audience who doesn't already know you or hadn't already known you ahead of this episode find you?
1: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of places, <laughs> but uh, I'm just anymore, Ryan. just people have people go to my main website. It's my name, TomLew.com. t-O-M-L-E-U. Sounds like I've got two first names dot com. That's the hub. Links to everything else I do, uh, the radio show and photography and stuff, it's all there. But that's my main site, and my blog is there. And um, I write about this stuff every single week. I've been writing about it for about 17 years. So there's a, there's an archive of stuff. Um, I've done a poor job of promoting it up until now, which is why I want to thank you again for having me on to absolutely let me, let me talk about this. But like any other a blog or whatever, you can subscribe and uh, get updates when I, when uh, an email, when I do right. send new stuff out there. And um, very soon coming up, my talk shift, that's what my blog is called, talk shift series of short videos on social media, partially inspired by you, Ryan, are coming soon to a Facebook near you. So stay tuned. For am- that. Thanks.
0: <laughs> I'm so honored. Uh, seriously, thank you so much. Um, thank you. And for those of you all who are coming into me and have just see, seen one of my videos, this episode for the first time, there are four prior episodes of the Open Heart Collective that are on my Facebook page and will be uploaded onto YouTube shortly. Um, I also run Independent Ear Records, a local or a, non-profit music label, one of the only ones in the world. I am also the CEO of Digital Marketing Agency Block Media Group. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I have 170 plus episodes of a vlog that is all available on my YouTube channel as well as right here on Facebook. And I am doing a lot of work in Instagram. So hope to see you guys over there. Uh, If you do have anything that you want to connect with me about, feel free to drop me a DM or a personal message. I am everywhere all the time because I have to be. Um, Thank you again to everybody who's watching on Instagram. I'm going to shut your video off now because you're giving me this fancy countdown and I feel I've got to just beat the countdown. So Facebook bear with me for one second. Thank you to everybody on Instagram who saw this video live as well as who watches this over the next 24 hours. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. See you in the next
1: one. Thanks.
0: All right. So bear with me one second, Facebook. I'm cataloging uh, to everybody who was so awesome here on Facebook because Facebook tonight, you guys were amazing. I so much appreciate all of the interaction, all of the engagement. It made the conversation really flow. Um, sure. And this is exactly why all of these videos are done live because This is all about everyone in this org or everyone in this community coming together to help everybody else. So um, as you just heard, I will be doing another episode on Friday morning. So I look forward to seeing you there and uh, moving forward. These broadcasts will occur every Tuesday and every Friday um, at varying times. So make sure to stay tuned to my social for the upcoming dates and times and guests and uh, Tom, One last massive thank you to you, my friend. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one.
1: Thanks a lot, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody.